Hey, lovely. Before we get stuck into this week's podcast, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a brand new free training inside our official Brand Lover community on Tuesday, the 22nd of February. It's called The Key Components of a Rock Solid Brand, Even If You're New to Business. I'll be covering exactly what you need to focus on to cultivate a professional, heartfelt brand before you even think about your logo or your website. It's the difference between giving your brand a rocket fuel start or stalling a hundred times before you finally kick into gear. All you need to do is come on over to the official Brand Lover community. You'll find the link below and join us for our next free live training. The key components to a rock solid brand, even if you're new to business. Welcome to Brand Lover honest, real and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. So welcome to the Brand Lover podcast with the beautiful Jess Tutton friend, collaborator, inspiring business owner and brand builder and soon to be digital nomad. I can't wait to get into this conversation, but first I would love to welcome you, Jess. Thank you so much for coming on board and spending some time with me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and have this chat with you. Yes. Well, it's been a long time coming. We've tried a few times and finally (laughs) get to connect. So that's exciting. Um, So tell us a little bit about Jess. Tell us about you and and your world. Yeah. So I am a Facebook ad and sales funnel strategist, and I specialize in helping course creators launch and scale using Facebook ads. So that is my business world, but also I'm a mum of three boys and um, I really just created my business to help, um, well, to create this freedom lifestyle. And this year is the year that we really like go in all in on that and um, yeah, travel around Australia in our caravan while working and homeschooling and doing all that jazz. So (laughs) it's going to be an interesting year. An adventure. Yes. So exciting. It's amazing that you've been able to build this business in order to facilitate that and like truly practicing what you preach must just feel so rewarding. Mm. Well, it's been a journey, you know? Yes. Which I'd love to explore. So what is your background? Did you, you know, (laughs) you don't, it's like Facebook ads and all of this, you know, digital marketing, course creating funnels is not exactly something that is introduced in high school career interviews Mm, so I would love to hear like right (laughs) from the very beginning what's your background and how did you decide to delve into business for yourself how did all how did it all come about yeah well um I definitely don't have a background in marketing or digital marketing or anything like that um before having my own business I was actually a corporate insurance broker very boring (laughs) didn't know that Really? No. Um, and then I went on maternity. This is so like the story of so many yeah. women and mums. Like I went on maternity leave. Um, I had my son. He was born with extra challenges. So I couldn't return to corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really needed something else, you know, apart from being a mum. Like I needed like a hobby or yeah. something to keep me like engaged at home. Um 
And so I knew I wanted to like create some sort of business, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I dabbled in net, network marketing to start with, like everyone does. Did you? <laughs> yeah. And then like I um, really wanted to create an online business. So everything was just about me being curious. I think yeah. that's how my business started. I was curious. And I, you know, like in order to create any business online, you have to learn about the basics, the foundations, building a website, marketing, email marketing, social media. So I was just learning all that uh, with no intention or vision for what business I would create. I was just learning for the fun of learning all about business and digital marketing, like taking courses and like creating my own little websites, my own little like mum blog. And then, wow. yeah. And then just, it just naturally evolved. Like, because I had all this knowledge now, but like no idea on what business I would create. I remember my mother-in-law, she was like, she had a local business mm-hmm. and she was still advertising in the newspaper. Yep. And she was like dollars yep. for like this <laughs> tiny little square yes. app. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, you can't even like track how that's going to perform for you or do you know what I mean? So Yeah, I do. Yeah. The first thing I did when I started my first business yeah. when I was 22 or 23, back in the dark ages, yes. I rang the yellow pages. That's hilarious. Yeah, and, sorry. <laughs> and I honestly like... When people complain about social media these days, I honestly just think, imagine life without it in terms of business and marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What it's do such do? an influence on the marketing world. It's unreal. I just find it so fascinating that you were learning all of these things just because you were interested in them because most people have a purpose of why they start Mm. their business. Like they want to help a certain person or they've, you know, they're creative. So they create a product or, you know, they make something and then they have to learn all of that stuff. Yes. You you just have to out of, you know, necessity, whereas you you sort of enjoyed it yeah yeah it became like a hobby but I didn't know what to do with it yeah and then after that experience helping my mother-in-law I was like how do people not know digital marketing and so um I started hosting like little workshops at my local library teaching very brave yeah like Facebook ads and then uh you know um just basic Facebook business page stuff so it was a natural progression based on wanting to help people yeah. So that's how my business was born. It was like, I learned a skill and then I was like, how can I help people with this new yeah. skill? And you saw a gap, like you yeah. saw that there was, the, where were people that didn't know or understand? Yes. But I wasn't necessarily making much money from it. Okay. <laughs> it All was right. still just a hobby. Like, yeah. Okay. You know. And then, you know, as my, I guess, desire to want to, earn money and create more freedom for our family and I could sort of see potential Mm. I started to think more savvy like okay how can I actually make this a business Mm -hmm. um like I wanted to send my son to a Montessori school and like you know being on a one income it was like out of the budget but we still enrolled him and I was like well I'm just going to make the money yeah and so like little goals like that have helped me Uh, think bigger for my business and I think if I 
I was mentioning this the other day to somebody is like, when you start a business, there's a lot of fear, mm-hmm. fear around putting yourself out there, um, claiming space in a market, right? But when your, when your desire for something or your why is greater than your fear, you find a way to push through it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent. I always had to have a desire for something in order to push myself to do more Mm. with my business. So having that experience of wanting my son to go to Montessori, that's why I created my first online course. I was like, how can I take what I'm teaching at the local library and use all these skills that I now know about, not just Facebook ads, but online courses and funnels. What can I build to then have fun with marketing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love because that's a pretty huge tip for people trying to grow their business mm. is to not just grow your business for growth's sake. Yes. It has to be a deeper purpose. Yeah. To motivate you to want to do it and to make it work. And when I don't have that purpose or, yeah, desire for something, like I, I get really lost in my business. Mm. Like, what am I doing? Like, where's the (laughs) vision? How is this helping me with my lifestyle? Like, even last year, I felt lost again. I was like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm, like, working more. The kids are at school, but I've retired my hubby now. So, like, why are we just sitting here doing nothing? Yeah. Then it was like, oh, I need to reconnect with that vision of going traveling. And then it was like, right, well, now we need to generate this income to upgrade the car, to get the caravan to go. Yeah. And then I was on track again. I love that. I love that. Cause it's a, you know, we, we, this is the whole part of the whole building a brand is that we always, you begin at the end. So you cast the vision for what I believe you need to start with your life, like what you did and then how the business fit your brand sort of vision fits in with that and connects with that. But when there, or when you've reached that vision. Yeah already and you and you don't have any you know like you haven't reset you haven't recalibrated yeah I find even for myself and just hearing you speak like that's when you you know the motivation wanes and it starts Mm. the doubt the self-doubts start to come in and you think why am I doing this why am I even here what am I doing I know and as entrepreneurs we're always I think we always need to be growing yeah in order to stay excited do you know what I mean so if you've got no reason to grow you kind of lose your excitement as well yeah exactly because as entrepreneurs like we're just creative aren't we we're always wanting to be Mm. creative I don't know about you but I find it a little bit of a disease like it's yes always wanting to be like moving on to the like the next shiny object or what can I do now yeah (laughs) sometimes that's not smart and I I sort of um you know, I'd, I would love to explore perhaps the value in focusing on one product and failing mm. that product from, yeah. you know, from a digital marketing perspective. Totally. Um, so what, you know, how did it start for you? Because I know that you've got a flagship program and I also know that you've got a couple of other offers as well. So how did that sort of come about for you? How did you find your niche and how did you discover Mm. that this was the program that was going to blow up your business? Yeah. Well, I think when you create a product or a signature course, it has to be something that you really align with um, and believe in. 
And so I decided to create my core offer around Facebook ads and teaching people how to use ads to grow their business. Um, when I first launched my course, it wasn't specifically to help course creators. It was just everybody. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to create that course is because I solely used Facebook ads to grow my business, to sell tickets to my local workshop when it first started and to get people to my membership. So it it made sense. Like if I grew my business on Instagram and then tried to sell a course on Facebook ads, it wouldn't feel aligned. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to sell that. But if I genuinely know, believe, trust that I've used this method to grow my business, like I can feel really comfortable selling that as a course. Yeah. And I would never want to sell something that I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. So even now, like using Facebook ads to continue to scale, like and testing those theories and then sharing those strategies with my, like that's just how I've grown my business. Like I do something, I learn it, I create the strategy and then I teach the strategy. So I'm continuously just helping people. Yeah. And and would you say that just sort of keeping on leaning in even more to that more yeah. specifically, like zooming in, I guess, like focusing, yeah. focusing, focusing? So there are there have always been challenges. Um, and because I didn't start my business with any sort of strategy, yeah. <laughs> um, like I had to learn the hard way. Like when I had my course that was just teaching Facebook ads, I would get like real estate agents joining and then, you know, like local hairdressers Mm. and I just didn't have the passion for helping those people and I didn't realize it until I served those people and I was like this isn't like exciting me yeah I think because I had learned a lot about course creation and the ability to scale and you know serve people all over the world like I wasn't lit up by helping local businesses with Facebook ads and is that how you identified that it was time to niche further? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, um, so I actually scrapped that course completely. I don't know if that was upper limiting because the funnel was converting really well. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Hindsight. this is an inspiring. Hindsight's so good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, delete, um, start from scratch. Yeah. And um, I did hire a coach at that time. And I was like, I need to create a course more based on helping course creators. So I went through the process the correct way where I interviewed course creators. I said, where do you struggle with Facebook ads? Mm -hmm. And I was like, actually surprised with like how basic it was. Do you know what I mean? In terms of what they need help with. And then I mapped out a specific course to help course creators scale with Facebook ads. And then I've just stuck with that main signature product now for two and a half years and just keep I just have kept launching that same thing and it it, like it's so tempting to change gears and start selling something else but um I've learned that like when it comes to funnels and Facebook ads if you try to scale too many things at once your growth is quite slow whereas if you focus on one thing and you put all of your energy, attention, marketing budget behind that one thing, you can scale faster. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love what you said that that when you interviewed people, which is something that I know 
a lot of people don't do when even yeah. when starting their business is that they don't get in touch with the people that they're serving and it's and that's a huge huge tip like to mm. just talk to people but um you know the fact that for you something felt so easy but for them it's so overwhelming yeah. I think when we're in that world and we're doing it every day and something comes so naturally and easily to us even if it's a talent or a gift um mm. it's it feels do you find it or did you find back you know back then did you find it difficult I guess to charge for that thing because you felt like it was so simple yeah I did and I always and I still struggle with this like you just want to give more yeah you want to over over deliver because you just feel like it's simple but I think um by uh, being in touch with the people who are going through your course um, and hearing like their like getting testimonials and also feedback helps to keep me yeah like aligned with the product <clears throat> and not feel like yeah it's too simple because the problem most people make with courses is that they actually overcomplicate it yes and they teach too much and that's why most people don't complete courses is because mm. they're too complicated really a course should just solve one problem and take them from a to z yeah and nowhere nowhere else really yeah yeah because we're just always wanting to add don't we we're just always wanting to add value yeah that might yeah. not necessarily be perceived as value or it might be perceived as overwhelm yeah in saying that over the years I have added to my course um, I guess to scratch that itch of wanting to do more. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's when you can have fun with things like bonuses. So yeah. for example, like I would notice people would go through my course, but then they don't actually know how to create or present a webinar. So I created a bonus course, which was winning with webinars, which taught them how to do that. Which was a separate thing separate that course. took them from A to Z in another yeah capacity yeah. okay that's interesting but as a bonus yeah I love that just in the course yeah I love that scratching that itch that's so funny um, <laughs> okay so let's move sort of more into a um a personal yeah realm um so I remember meeting you for the first time in person in Sydney and you had managed to leave two of your boys at home and fly all the way from Perth to Sydney with your infant son for a three full day business retreat and you were breastfeeding. <laughs> so, so obviously you still had like your business running in the background. I'm assuming hubby was still working back then. Yeah. Like how do you do that? How do you manage like to keep on top of your work schedule? Um, like and how do you get it to fit into your lifestyle as a busy mum and wife? Yeah, I think personally, I always just know that things will work out. And if you try to overthink how they're going to work out, um, like I just get really overwhelmed by that. So if I want something, this might sound really selfish. <laughs> like, for example, if I want to go on a retreat, I will just book the retreat and know that everything will work out. Yeah, I love that. And so, you know, I had my sister come with me to Sydney but if she couldn't come I'm sure someone else would have been able to help um I made sure my hubby got those days off work 
um, to look after the other boys. And my mum was also on call to help. So like it, it always works out. And I think, do you know what happened okay. randomly as you well? It like, work. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, my, my mum was supposed to come with me to Sydney originally, but then my brother's wife went into labour. So my mum couldn't go. So little things happen <laughs> that like, yeah, could derail your plans, but things always work out if you want them to. Yeah. Profound. I like that. And just going after what you know you want or need and knowing that all the little details will just fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like attaching to that desire. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Even though, like I said, this feels selfish, it's really not selfish because I'm doing this for my family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. And it was like, do you know what's probably the biggest reason why I've been able to do it is because I've had a husband who has believed in my business at times more than me, Mm. even when it wasn't making money. Yeah. Which is amazing. Like why did he believe that I would have a successful business when I didn't have anything, do you know what I mean? To prove that it could be. Yeah. Amazing. So not just your own self-belief and desires, but to have that support around you. Yes. Helped to drive it forward as well. Yeah. So, okay, if you were to give one gold nugget of advice to someone who has created their first course or maybe they've just launched a membership um, uh, that they're ready to scale, like, you Mm -hmm. know, they've validated it, they've sold it a few times, um, they're excited about it. What would that piece of advice be? Be patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, be really patient. And uh, just, I guess, if you're ready to scale, so if you've had a course and you've validated it, you've sold it, sold it a few times, you can kind of hit this plateau where you feel like you're not growing fast enough. Like I created this course because... It's supposed to scale my income, but why am I not there yet? I think people hit that point after a few launches. And that's often when they're not growing their audience fast enough in order for their course or membership to scale. And that's typically where I encourage people to invest in Facebook ads. When they're at that plateau point. Yeah, when it's like you've launched to your organic audience a few times who else, like how many times are you going to launch the same people? (laughs) Yeah. You need new people to launch to. And so then you transition to needing to use Facebook ads to sell to a cold audience. And that's a different experience selling to a cold audience compared to selling to um, a warm audience. And that's where you need patience because you need to tweak the funnel funnel a bit to get that converting. But once you do, scaling just becomes a numbers game and it can happen really fast so it really just depends on how long it takes you to get whatever is going to work working yeah yeah and there's a process you know when it comes to Facebook ads to mitigate your risk and uh, you know be strategic with getting your money back on your ads up front and, and things like that 
Um, so it, it pays to know what you're doing. Yeah. And learning, like investing in the learning about marketing your course on membership. Because once you've created it, I actually find that's the easiest part. Learning how to market it is the hardest. Yeah. And, marketing and scaling, scaling as a yeah. as its own thing. And it's not always something you can outsource either. Yeah. And people want to. <laughs> when yeah. they find something uncomfortable, they want to just outsource it. Yeah. Um, but you need to know the strategy. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. All right, I have a couple of rapid fire questions. I thought yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. What's your favorite app? Oh, like on my phone? Just whatever, day to day, business. Oh my God, do you know what? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I use. I definitely don't use the Facebook ads app. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Instagram I'm on the most at the moment. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that about you, but that's cool. Yeah. I reckon that's mine too. Um, time of day. Morning when I can wake up and like go for a hour long walk on the beach without the kids, leave oh, them at home. <laughs> and I just have that peace. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. It's such a peaceful time of day. Um, well, uh, the next one is exercise. Yeah. I want to get, okay. My goal for the next five years is to get back into tri triathlons and do like a half Ironman, but I'm nowhere near that stage That's right now. Amazing. That's so, <laughs> so I'm incorporating more running into my exercise. I love that it's a five-year goal hmm. for that type of thing. Like, you know, most people like new year, I'm going to do this amazing thing in six months. Yeah. They go hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it helps me then set my intentions for the next few years. Like it's like, okay, that's what I want to do in five years. Maybe in the next two years, I just get comfy running. You know? Yeah, cool. Love it. Um, habit. What's your favorite habit? Hmm. Going to the beach. Hmm. Well, that's a nice habit. Yeah. Way to relax. I love watching trash TV. What's night. your favorite? Um, okay. Definitely Below Deck. Have you watched that? No, I'm not a trash TV girl. <laughs> Below Deck, um, I love Beverly Hills, Housewives, um, Kardashians, all, all that good stuff, you know? Yeah, right. They see that. That means none of those mean anything to me. I have no clue. <laughs> no, no idea. Sounds oh, it's great. Okay, such cool. a good way to like switch off. <laughs> yeah, escapism. Um, all right. Lastly, what's your favorite thing about your business? Um, being able to help other women. Uh, be on the same path that I am. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Like I'm really, and that's probably something I haven't spoken enough about today, but like I really just want to help other women create businesses that give them freedom as well. Yeah. Yeah, I totally relate to that. It's just it's the best feeling, isn't it? And it's also like, I feel like power to the women creating online businesses like while being a mom yeah 
we need more wealthy women in the world yeah fulfilling their purpose their true purpose yeah yeah I love it oh Jess thank you so much for joining me today I've 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 loved (laughs) chatting with you it's been so nice so um yeah where can we find you you can find me on Instagram, just <laughs> there all the time. <laughs> yeah, just hang out there. <laughs> and your website? Oh, yeah. Um, my website is jessicatutton.com.au. Awesome. Well, go and say hi to Jess on Instagram and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Jess. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also, feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more heart-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.